It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the Collins Hotel, 3811 St. Charles Avenue. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. The Collins Hotel is a great place to come and stay if you're coming to New Orleans and a great place to come and have a drink if you're already here. As our guests are doing, it's time for happy hour. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. And you'll get to hear some live music at the end of the show. You might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already. So let's get right on with doing nothing but enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together. My special guest this week, uh, Anna Siobhan Duggar, the Director of Forensic Chemistry at Loyola University. Welcome back to Happy Hour. Anna, you've been here before and you loved it so much you came back. I'm so glad you invited me back. Thank you. We're glad too. Well, you came back not from the dead, but with the dead. Correct. We'll get to that in a minute. My other guest sitting across from me is Sarah Meadows-Tollison, the project manager of Gulf Coast Housing Partnership and the president of the Audubon Riverside Neighborhood Association. Indeed. Doubly famous. <laughs> well, thanks, Grant. Welcome to Happy Hour. Thanks. And our music guest today is hip-hop artist Truth Universal. Welcome, Truth. Greetings, Grant. I've always wondered where the truth lies. I'm, I'm not the truth. I'm seeking it. You're seeking. You're not the truth. You're seeking it. Hey, that's a good point, way of looking at it. And on piano, the fabulous, talented, fascinating, and charming, Mitch Foreman. Ah, beautiful. Hi, Mitch. How are you? Hey, I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm, I'm excellent. Where did you get to last week? Where did I get to? Yeah. Where were Where, you instead of being here? Uh, you were recording you know, something in a recording was, studio that I was, was more important than doing our show. It was just slightly more important just because it paid a touch better. Oh, really? <laughs> How much did yeah. they give you and what was it? Uh, they paid in uh, U.S. dollars. Oh, that's where they have you had the advantage over us. We're still in yeah. lira. Promissory notes. Yeah. And uh, it was a recording session for some singer. Any good? Uh, yeah, it was okay. The band was really good. The singer was uh, good. Okay, well, that's good enough. We're not going to be able to find yeah. out who it was then, apparently. No, 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 we don't go there. Okay, <laughs> all right. So, Truth, you're not, we're, everyone's name is weird here. Let's get that. For, first of all, Mitch Foreman, not so weird. Not so weird. Truth no. Universal is, is not seeking the truth. You, you're seeking the truth, not yeah. are the truth. Right. It's, it's, that's an attribute. Um, an attribute is like what you are striving for. Right, most people well, ask me, are. but most people say well, to me, "What? Who are you?" And I say, "I am Grant." Right. So, so I say, I mean, "Who I, are you?" You say, "I am." I am truth universal. That's well, but, there you go. See, but, but I'm somebody carrying that attribute that's seeking truth. So also. you're not really truth universal, even though you say I am truth universal. I guess not, man. Okay. <laughs> so you, could say, you, you could say that you are seeking grants. You are not a grant. I would like to be seeking grants. <laughs> right? or I'd like to be given grants <laughs> rather oh, than I'd seeking them. Do that's you? a good point. I seek grants, therefore I should call myself Grant. You could. <laughs> is that what you do, Sarah? Well, see, let's get on to your crazy name. Your name is Sarah Meadows, not Sarah Meadows Tolleson like ABC, but Sarah Meadows is your first name. It is true, yes. I actually pulled off a name scam my freshman year of college. I only went by Sarah up until um, my 18th year, and then I thought people might remember me more at Vanderbilt if I combined my first and middle names and just started introducing myself as Sarah Meadows Tolleson, double name, and it has stuck. Wow, so your parents didn't call you Sarah Meadows? No, they didn't, and they busted me wide open on parents' weekend freshman year. They said, I don't know why she's being so weird. Mm. We never called her that crazy. Correct. Name. But people, So you want to be remembered at Vanderbilt. What, what, what is going on at Vanderbilt that you need to be remembered other than... Well, apparently being six feet tall and loud is not enough, so I felt like... Having a double name. There are too many Sarahs in the world, Grant. Do you yeah. have a space? 
There's a space, there is no hyphen. And I, it creates problems because I'm 36 and single, and I am, you know, I'd like to find a man, and people assume I'm married. Oh, because mm. you have like a double name, like Correct. Meadows Tolleson. Yes. Why don't you just leave the Meadows out and call yourself Sarah Tolleson now? Then? It's an like, identity. It's like truth. It's like you know, else, it's like yeah. he gets it. Well, you guys could get married, and you would be That's Sarah Meadows Tolleson yeah. Universal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. good for a singer to be called Universal because it looks like you're a Universal recording artist. I mean, I am. I, I am. mean, I mean, with Universal Music. Oh no, no. That's is that would that be a good you thing? Should, you should. I would. I would. I don't know. Would it be? No, not being that I stand for what I stand for. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't look at it as the best. Thing. You know, that would be like being a part of the wrong organization. Pretty much. Uh, it's the wrong universe. But I would. I would. Uh. No, I'm. I'm. You're gonna think I'm so confusing. But I would sign to him. But. Because it's a vehicle that I could use to get my You would sign to Universal yeah, Music. You should actually sue them for using your name. I should, right? They might have some type of historical, archival documentation. That, that proves that they were there first? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, you mean like, like Houdat doesn't belong to us? Like that? Something like that. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, when you pull up some papers, you know, it's, that's what people, you know, uh, respect to. So, Sarah Meadows, you're single. Yes. Anna, are you single? Oh, I, I still haven't. It's complicated. But what, what is it? Last time I, you said that, I didn't want to ask it. you what that meant. I must inquire. It's um, it's, it's, yeah, it is. It's, it, it's one of the things I'm very grateful to Facebook for is giving us a category. And it's, you know, I'm married, I'm dating, I'm single. I'm, it's complicated. It's complicated. How can it be complicated? Oh, how can it not be complicated? Okay. <laughs> well, I used to say that I was single on Facebook, and then I started noticing nobody else did, and I thought, I must look desperate. I got to take that off. <laughs> oh, that's way too self-conscious. There's for almost me. a billion I, well, people. <laughs> that's what Facebook does to you. Really? It's, but it is, it's, it's a tool for voyeurs, isn't it? Yeah. I sh Do you think people are stalking you on Facebook, Anna? Well, that's Wouldn't what it's for, it? isn't it? That's why? It, isn't that really what it's for? It's for all of us to stalk each other? Yeah, it's like legitimized stalking, basically, or sort of perversion of some sort, oh. isn't it? You can uh, stare at people's photos and go, oh, my God. Socially acceptable voyeurism. Yeah. Voyeurism. So what is the definition of it's complicated? How far are you allowed to discuss that? I think perhaps we've discussed it as far as we should. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, well. Let's move on. Now. Okay. Well. That's a bit... That's a bit uh, all right. Well, how's that Sazerac? How much Lovely. Maybe <laughs> after you've had another one. Uh, we'll, we'll see we'll, what happens yeah. in the next round. So are you, like, having an affair with a married person or oh something? Oh, God, no. No, 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 So no, no. how complicated... It's not, it's not it's immoral. It's, it's complicated. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> But isn't it complicated something to hide behind so you don't have to reveal your true uh, well, relationship I, with somebody? No, I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, I think when you start... Your Honor. And, and I've... Your Honor. Well, you know, I do testify for a living, so... Yeah. <laughs> you testify for a living? Largely, yes. Really? Oh. Yeah. In court? Yes. I'm a, I've been found... Um, Not guilty. Wor wor <laughs> that too. <laughs> um, worthy of giving expert testimony in, I think, almost every section at CDC and a couple of sections of federal court down here. So, so keeps me busy. So Sarah Meadows doesn't have any clue what you do. Really. I mean, so I, I remember forensic right. in your description of your job, but exactly what are you testifying regarding when it's you go before? It's complicated. Can't, <laughs> okay. can't tell right. you. Right. I'm sorry. As is truth, might I add. Truth itself is not simple ever. This Go ahead, Anna, though, so no, you can no, no, answer no. the question. Um, so currently, I serve as the Director of Forensic Chemistry at Loyola University. So I'm, I'm teaching and warping other young minds. Um, but for 10 years prior to that, I was an active forensic scientist. The last three of those, I ran the NOPD Crime Lab. 
and I was an analyst up to that point. So a lot of my testimony currently still, because I've only been gone from the NOPD for, I guess, about almost two years now, um, a lot of that is still cases that are going to trial that I worked on over my seven years with NOPD. So, so you haven't had a chance to miss NOPD yet. Oh, I do. You I, do miss I it. miss the people very much. I don't miss the politics. Yeah. Yeah. What sort of people do you miss the Oh, my the goodness. I, I miss... Um, the lab people. Characters. Both and. Both and. Um, there are some great people at the lab doing incredible work against impossible odds. And um, there are great officers. Why do, you, why do you laugh when you say impossible odds? Well, I, it's, you know, like, like so many city employees, um, you know, you, there's, there's not a lot of money, not a lot of resources, not a lot of support. And then additionally, when you add in law enforcement, you have the, the politics of law enforcement. And so you have um, street officers, detectives, sergeants, lieutenants, captains, I mean, all the way up, and all of the um, lots of, of lab analysts and crime scene techs, God bless the poor crime scene techs who get paid nothing to do a job no one else wants to do. It's, it's a lot of work and um, with, without a lot of thank yous attached. And I miss that, you know, London during the Blitz, we're all in the trenches together attitude. But um, that said, uh, you know, Loyola has been incredibly good to me and we're doing a lot of really interesting things over there, some of which are supporting the crime lab. So hopefully it'll work out well. So you're teaching kids what to do, yes. what, which is what you did. And training, them, training them how to be forensic chemists and sending them out into the world, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And what are they all going to do? They can't all work in New Orleans oh. because there's no money left, apparently, to hire anybody. They're, they, I wish they were hiring more. They, there's certainly the demand for it. But, so um, let's get real <laughs> for a minute. So one of the things that you're a specialist at is blood spatter. That was my original area of expertise, yes. Blood spatter? Yes. No, and by the way, Grant, thank you so much yes. for not putting the L in it because that's totally wrong. Blood Most people splatter. say blood splatter. Oh, that's I like just, saying it's frustrating. It's, it's fingernails on a chalkboard to me. It's With splatter. Splatter. Oh, I can't stand it. So no, thank you. No, you're welcome. I was just reading <laughs> it off a piece of paper. Blood splatter. Yes. It, so it's, what happens is that, well, I saw it on bones or something, that somebody gets <laughs> shot in the head and then their blood, the blood goes all over the wall. Yeah. And you can tell by looking at it if it was a guy with glasses who did it or something. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And his shoe size in his address. No, that's not what happened. <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell by looking at it? Um, you can possibly... Gemini? You can, <laughs> um, what kind of action caused that pattern? Possibly where that action occurred, which might be important. Um, for instance, there was a, a case I worked when I was working in New York um, where the question was, was it justifiable or not? And, um, was what justifiable? Uh, the the killing. There was a there was a killing. Well, it's always a, justifiable to somebody. Well, let's face it. Whether it was legally justifiable, right. and ah, um, okay. we traced it back and found that the point of origin, uh, where where all the action had happened, was about a foot and a half off the floor. At which point, the self defense thing is what? not really quite so much of a question. Was yeah, it he means it was a midget. No, he pushed him down on the ground. Ah, I, I haven't worked that. a lot of cases with midgets. Uh, well, I mean, you said a foot and a half. I thought, <laughs> well. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Truth. You're right. <laughs> sorry, yes. There's too, too many reality shows that are... You know. <laughs> so, Truth, that's the second time you've talked about reality shows since we sat down. Do you, you know watch what? a lot of them? I don't watch a lot of television at all. Oh. My, in my house, the television is on a lot, and I walk by it. So it's just popular it. culture? You're just Yeah, I know a lot about stuff that I don't partake in, actually. You, <laughs> absorb, it, you absorb it by osmosis? No. What okay? <laughs> <laughs> what is the TV doing on? You just leave the TV on when no, you're home. By it's more people in the house than myself. So ah, so they want the TV on. Yeah, yeah. they want the TV on. I might be doing something. Yeah. And while it's on, I look up for a few 
few minutes. So what's the deal? Who do you live with? Who's in your house? Oh, it's complicated. Nine years. Oh my gosh! That is so are you guys? Annoying. Are you guys no, no, really no. dating? No, no, yeah, exactly. No, That's no, it. No, now I'm married, so that would be immoral. Uh, that would Double, be <laughs> doubly complicated. In that case. Yeah, so I'm married, and you know, it's you know, my wife, my my daughter, you know, they're watching television and stuff. So they, what are they watching? Uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do they watch a, lot of, the a lot of Food Network, a lot of uh, oh, TLC. Food Network. A lot of. Uh, what about the wives? Bravo, housewives. Of, yeah, yeah. That yeah. housewives thing is extraordinary. I Do hate you guys, that. I, it's, just, <laughs> it's the biggest waste I of time. I loathe that. Do you guys awful. watch that? Sarah Meadows, Can't you don't watch it. it. Can't handle Sarah, it. Sarah, we should do parenthesis, Meadows. Ooh, yes. do parentheses sure. grouping? I like that. Sure. It's very scientific. Anna Siobhan, parentheses. <laughs> you don't watch the Housewives or whatever. I'll flip by it on occasion, but it's I've I've tried to watch it for purposes of cultural literacy, and it just makes my skin crawl. <laughs> talking of culture, talking of culture it. and literacy, have you guys ever heard Truth Universal stuff? No, and I would really like to. You're going to love it. Would you? To pieces. Yes, I would. Okay. Truth I don't know what of, you do. Truth is one of our favorite guys. <laughs> Tell her what you do. Please. Well, I'm, I'm what's called uh, an MC. The uh, popular term would be a rapper. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I do. I'm, <laughs> I'm a hip-hop artist. Seriously? Yeah, and um, I like to call myself, like to refer to myself as a, a progressive hip-hop artist. And, you know. Like MC Hammer? That's not progressive. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a retrogressive. Um, well, like, uh. The, the label I get yeah. is uh, conscious, like socially conscious, uh, that type thing. Is that just address the topics? I mean, describe the topics that you. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's take. You want to take a listen to something? Yes, Love I it. would. What are we? we lining up here? This is live. So we have the backing track here. If you're listening to this, you'll. Uh, well, the backing track is on the computer, and the vocal is live from Truth Universal. The more things change. <coughs> live from the Collins. Ready to go. Oh, and produced by a friend of mine, Gensu Dean. It's a strange, it feels funny sitting down. <clears throat> yeah. Boot state, elder statesman, hip hop governor. That loot crates and shoots straight, Trinity mind southerner. That loot breaks and loots taking New Orleans. Alien of the skin, McCad was green. I mean, it's like one third Daryl and Joe and Hollis. A third of Lord Kitchener, a third of Bo Dallas in the land of Catholics. And right wing parishioners, hated by them and the police commissioners. Drop the mic, I can't impetus for these rhymes. The likes of Oscar Grant and Adolph Grimes. While pigs put us in pens and kill us on beats. Rhymes, I'ma kick and keep killing these beats. I'm incomplete. If I do my famine friends disservice Thinking I should quit Your two cents worthless When I drop these verses They dense on purpose To make a white supremacist Tense and nervous And right here's a break And I'll ask for crowd participation But okay. you know, but since there's no crowd We're going to the hook right here okay. What they talking about They talking about Yeah But ain't nothing really changed But the oppressor's mask Strange because I greet you with peace while the gunshots blast. Task in the duty grassroots campaign. Truth, universal, level, and champagne. The, the more change, the more I'm gonna do one more verse. I love dope loops when I rip, shoot from the hip. Keep at least two short shots in the clip. Form a sound warehouse. 12-inch consumer used to sport Adidas sweatsuits and crave suede pumas. Riding through police helicopter urban maneuvers. How we die most from choppers, but our numbers be fewest. Very suspicious, somebody trying to remove us. And I don't deal with the fictitious conspiracy rumors. White boy malicious, trying to entomb us. And have a second line procession celebrate you posthumous. Trying to improve us. Steve Biko said it best. Greatest weapon of oppressors. The minds of the oppressed, nonetheless. When it's properly stimulated, great 
latest weapon of oppressed a mental that's been liberated, invigorated by this violence and youth plight, future of my seeds and trying to get my loot right. Change. But ain't nothing really changed but the oppressor's mask. Strange. Because I greet you with peace while the gunshots blast. Tasking the duty grassroots campaign. Truth, universal level and champagne. Oh my gosh, that is so good. That was fabulous. Thank you. I feel I feel like I'm I'm brushing elbows with a celeb. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. It is awesome. <laughs> but thank you. I'm a new fan. Cool. But what why did you want to cut that short? You had enough of that? Yeah. I I don't usually perform the whole song and I, I oh, you don't? No, not usually. Why is that? I in a in a in a I don't know, with hip hop it's a little different from other other genres. Um and folks get bored. With with like three verses of, of rap. Really? Really? Usually, yeah. I wasn't bored at all. Yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I, was I, was I should have kept on. I was saying, figure yeah. it out. If y'all would have said keep, keep going, I would have. How did you learn how to do that? How did you learn? Uh, observation and then some participation. Like who, yeah. when you were growing up? My influences. Yeah. I just I, I learned everybody's raps. I like, you know, folks like, uh, you know, Run DMC, uh, some folks you may not know about, Tila Rock and. Uh, like Mantronics and Just Ice and Z3MCs and just these folks that we were listening to. Zadja Jeff and the Fresh Prince, those were some of my favorites. Two Public Enemy, KRS One. And, you know, I just <laughs> learned everybody's stuff and then one day um, uh, started kind of playing around with it. Not writing anything down, just freestyling. And a friend of mine, by the time, this is, this is in high school, and by the time we got to college, he was like, he was my roommate in college uh, when I got there. And he was like, um, you should write this stuff down. And from that point, I did and recorded, and there was no looking back after that. What's happened to that guy? He's still a friend of mine. He lives in Atlanta, um, Eric Bell. Which you college know. did you guys go to? We went to, I uh, started out at Louisiana Tech. I uh, went to Tech for three years, and then I transferred to Grambling. And what do you have a degree in? Uh, computer science. Are you a computer scientist? Yeah, I'm a computer programmer, yep. Are you a programmer? Yes, sir. Where do you work at here? Uh, I don't disclose that. Can't say. <laughs> it's complicated. It's complicated, it's yeah. Because I don't, I, don't, I don't want folks to know too much about my life. Okay. I mean, I'll let you know I do that, and I'll let you know that I'm married, but I won't give you, like, my, you know, my family's names. and You know, I don't, I don't oh, put Anna that stuff out. Oh, Anna can find that out easy, don't worry. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Probably. But she doesn't uh, know my government there. name. That's true. <laughs> I only no. know you as Mr. and Mrs. Mr. Universal. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, I think if there was a little spatter, she could figure yes, it out. Yes, yeah. some st- <laughs> a little spatter. Yeah. A little spatter, we could get it. What's, I have a question. What's yeah. the difference between splatter and spatter? Yes. Okay, so here's how it was explained to me. Explained or explained? Explained. <laughs> no L. <laughs> Just one No, right. Explained with no L. Um, it, it was explained to me that splatter is like bacon splatters in a pan. It's it's something active, but spatter is a pattern. Okay. Yep. Okay, oh, so oh, oh, it's, so it's the... It's a noun, yes. not a verb. Although, so is... Well, sp- so something ba- splattering is so a verb. Something to splatter would be a verb, but, yeah, and you would never say... Blood spatter is a, a noun. See, and my, my undergrad is in English, so usually I'm pretty good about, no, well, but it's a, you know, it's a passive verb, not, 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 but, um, in, in this particular case, all I can tell you is the right way spatter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So, you're... Your music is about change. That song was about change. Yeah, it's about affecting. You know, it's like that song in, in particular is like uh, stuff seeming uh, that has changed, and, and people thinking stuff has changed. But a lot of the stuff I'm talking about in there is kind of like the same old. 
you know, because the whole thing, what inspired me to do it, that particular song at the time was, uh, you know, the new uh, presidency and how it's going to be different, but it's not really going to be different because, mm. you know, that person has a particular job and particular duties to fulfill outwardly and, you know, stuff we don't really know about uh, in, in, in the public. So do you it's believe, not going to be Do you believe it's ever going to change? Anything is ever going to change? Yeah, I think, st I mean, when, okay, when, this 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 year passed in, in 2011. We had a a, a big uh, popular critique of capitalism. So you know when you see stuff like that happening, yeah, I, I think you know change is coming. Change is inevitable. Is when? it going to be a revolution or an evolution? Hmm. I mean, th those things are closely related. Um, oh, I thought they were opposites. No. Oh, okay. No, how could it be? I mean, if you. Well, if I you thought one was sudden and one was gradual. No, nah, I think a, a revolution is actually a very protracted process. Okay. You know, and are what, we, you, and what you probably know is the revolution is like the culmination <laughs> or right. like a, 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 even, and that's not even the culmination most times. That's just the, the, the big act, you know, that you see. And it's still it's, going it's on. That's what's visible to everybody. Right, like in Cuba. Cuba, Cuba, they had, you know, there was a coup in, in, in the war, but, you know, it's not like the revolution stopped. They're still going through a revolutionary process now. So where are we in our process then? Oh, man. So that's the tough thing. You never know. Baby steps, right? Yeah. But I yeah. like the way you said it because then you remember that, you know, when you sort of feel like you're working hard at, at change and it, you don't see it happening, mm -hmm. that you're part of the process. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you know. Yeah, you, you put, in, if you, you see some results. I mean, we, we definitely see results. We, th we see things happening, but you, you just have to know and understand it's not going to be like an overnight thing. You know. Well, we're in a presidential election year this year, and mm -hmm. you say it doesn't matter who wins. No, I don't it makes think. no difference. I don't, I Sarah, don't. Sarah Meadows used to work in the White House. I don't think. You did? Really? Yeah, well, I did I, I did in a, in a, yeah, I worked for the White House in a non-political capacity. Mm -hmm. um, is that possible? It is possible. In it's the a White unique, House. it's one of the few opportunities, I mean, there are a few, just a few opportunities to do that. And I worked for the Office of Management and Budget, which is sort of the, um, you know, the President's Budget Office. Mm -hmm. so did you go to work in the White House every day? I went. I worked in the new executive office building, which is next door. So. What, who was the president at the time? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's complicated. I guess yeah, no, complicated. Uh, not yeah. Um, w. George oh, W. Really? Bush. So yeah. you you worked in the office of management and budget for George W. Bush. Not I for, did. For I did. him? Did you work for him or for an administration? Oh well, if you work for the executive branch, every you you are so working you are. for the president. Yeah. So you're working at the pleasure of the president of the United States. No. No, because only political appointees are working at the pleasure. But okay. yes, I mean. So who hired I you? I get it. I get it. There's, there's, get a, it. there's sort of a civil service yep, type thing. I'm so, I was oh. civil service, and I got hired by a, a little man. He was not a midget, a little but little he was man. a little man. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene Abna from New Jersey. Yes. And he, anyway. and what did you do? What was your job? Um, I was a program examiner. It's kind of, you know, I wasn't going to say it's complicated, but I was going to say it's not you know is it exciting it's a it's a topic that makes you want to check your blackberry if you I see look at these two <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're like both, oh both office of, of management and budget so i got to check my email i know they're both looking to see if they're are you recording <laughs> this or something no, no. i'm, I'm not checking? i i got a message from someone looking for the the streaming Oh, okay. No. Oh, because well, we're not streaming this one. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. just recorded only. Sorry, did you apologize to your, them? Your fans are waiting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they're, they're That's what I did. I was looking at Twitter. I was about to send a tweet, and I was like, wait a oh, minute. Oh, I'm What's so the point? <laughs> I thought y'all were checking for that latest sale email from J. Crew. But funny no. that they chose... <laughs> yeah, because I do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Funny that hoodie that looks like... Oh, no, it's Amer Polo. An American Eagle, yes. 
<laughs> um, no, so I worked, anyway, I worked yes. on, negotiated with the Corps of Engineers on their budget requests on behalf of the White House. This is before Hurricane Katrina or after? Um, before and after. Not and it became really hectic after, before. Are you originally from New Orleans? Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, and um, Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Atlanta, which is oh, whereabouts? terribly vanilla inside the perimeter. Okay. I, I, no, I get that. Okay. My, my whole family yeah. is in Atlanta now. Yeah. Hi, guys. <laughs> so someone hired you to work in the White House. How did you get a job in the White House? I applied online. Sure did, from Austin, Texas, and filled out a voluminous amount of paperwork and wrote essays about things like change and change. statistics change. and budget policy and that kind of thing. And got the job. I flew up there and interviewed and got the job. And um, Were you and surprised that they hired you? Yeah, I sure was. What did you think that was surprising about that they didn't know about you? That um, well, I when I was interviewing with one of my employee, future employees there, he fell asleep. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, wow. I, I sort of had a sense that, like, I was, the I was the only woman. All my, I worked in a, that my office was a group of, like, ten men, most of whom were old. Um, and I sort of thought they, they're partly hiring me because of my personality. <laughs> because you're... Because I'll spice things up quote around unquote here. Quote, personality, or your yes, personality? and my, you know, whatever, effervescence. <laughs> Was it because you were a woman and they had to have a quota in the no, White House? No, Nothing I think like that, that my bo my boss was trying to um, make my 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 Net branch within the office within the OMB Office of Management and Budget had a terrible reputation. People would stop me on the elevator and be like, "Oh gosh, you work with the Water and Power branch. I'm so sorry." Really? You know. So I so they were, they brought me. I think they hired me. The guy hired me to make like liven what? things up. And did it? And did because it work? I, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it did. You lightened up the White yeah, House. Yeah, I just told them, you know, because they would, not the White House, but my, you know, 80-year-old co-workers, one of whom had a hearing aid, <laughs> God bless him, Dick Fiesel, who had a hearing aid that That's was a box, amazing. a box with a little plush microphone like the one I'm talking into, yeah. and then a headset to his head. And you had um, to talk into the microphone when you went to talk to him. Testing. If I needed to get something Dick. across, I sure did grab that little box with the microphone. <laughs> Well, it's hard to get an. I can't really get a handle on what it's like working in the White House now. Can you guys? You got. I mean, it sounds. I think it's it's it's. You know what I found it to be. It, it sounds that exciting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was it was after Katrina. It was a combination of exciting and m absolutely. Um, you know, it re reinforced what I understood to be the process by which policies are made, and it's it's not a rational process. You know. All right. What is it? It's a, it's a, there's a rational process until it gets into the hands of the political appointees. And then it's a... Um, Would the word be bureaucratic? No, no, no. I mean, at that point, at the end of the day, it's a political process. It's just self-interest. It's a political... Um, not totally, but there's some of that. And, uh, you know, you know, it's a... So you came here after Katrina as a representative of the United States. I did. Yeah, I did. I moved down here and worked for a startup office called the Office of the Federal Coordinator for Gulf Coast Rebuilding, um, which was... Could they fit a couple extra words in there? <laughs> it's a long a title. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, it's, it really sucks to have well, to tell people that that's where you work. 
for various that where it's where it worked, you know, mm -hmm. for various reasons. But what was the guy's name? Who was your boss? Don Powell. Don Powell. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was the guy who was going to save us from everything. I know. Right? I know. And you were a heartbeat away from saving us from more hell. Right. I know. And then you realize I came down here and <clears throat> walked into an office on the West Bank, and it was dark, and there were some like rolled up duct tape balls and some nested ethernet cords and no computer and I was like wait a second I think we took a wrong turn somewhere where's my office and they were like this is it and I was like where's my computer and I had to go flirt with some FEMA guy to get one and so it was very you know it made me got led me to have eye twitches working there did you really have a twitch well it just you want I came down wanting to help right like a mm -hmm. lot of people and realized that the White House had knowingly not given our office the legal authority we needed to do anything. And that's just really disappointing. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, really, I can't even. How hard would that have been for them to give you? It would have been, it would have been hard. I mean, they, they created our office with an executive order, which, you know, the president mm -hmm. can do without any approval from Congress. Mm -hmm. it, they would have needed an act of Congress, a literal act of Congress okay. to, and, you know, Yes. You know how hard that is. <laughs> so let's come back in just a moment and uh, and talk about crime and gunshot residue oh, analysis. Right. But first of all, the song from Mitch Woman. Mitch, what are you thinking of playing today? I'm thinking of playing. Speaking of crime and punishment, <laughs> uh, "Speak No Evil" by Wayne Shorter, and hopefully not everyone will check the blackberries within the first. <laughs> I'll stop them. I'll take the blackberries away, like the guns. <laughs> take them away. Okay, Mitch. Anyway, there's a, there'll hopefully no blood spatter. We'll make it safely through.
nice indeed. Excellent. Very nice. Great. Mitch Foreman. The Wayne Shorter song. How is Wayne Shorter, by the way? Uh, I haven't... I don't know much about him. I think he moved to Florida. Yeah. And haven't seen or talked to him in a long while. Because you were in the Wayne Shorter Quartet. I was. There's some Wayne action. Was the There's some cool YouTube video of you. Care to look yeah, of, for it. of you and Wayne? Yeah. From the, uh, from the, well, were you on Phantom Navigator? That on album? A, yeah, Phantom Navigator record, but the, and this video, I guess it's from like 19, late 80s or early 90s. When we were young. Ah, hmm. way back then. Listen, Mitch, if you're ever coming to New Orleans, uh, well, you're already here. Um, and, you want, <laughs> and, you, and you want a hotel or you want something to do, come and uh, check out our friends at neworleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. They've got tips on what to do while you're in New Orleans and uh, how to get a hotel, rent a car, and tons of other stuff as well. Let's talk about solving crimes. Okay. It seems to me that what goes on here in New Orleans where everybody <laughs> gets shot constantly, and how many people got shot today, by the way? Oh, uh, today only two, but yesterday it was eight, so that brings oh us to 10 in 24 hours, I think. My numbers may be a little off, but that's time, about right. Well, if maybe you can listen to this later, and it'll be like weeks after we recorded this, or maybe it'll be three or four days after we recorded this, or even today. It doesn't make any difference here in New Orleans. There's always going to be about a half a dozen people being shot all the time. Well, that, that links into what Truth is talking mm. about, right? The more things change, the more they well, stay the same. Yeah. Mm. But it seems to me that the crime-solving policy here, as opposed to like Bones or CSI or anything, is that uh, the chief of police encourages you to call Crime Stoppers mm -hmm. at 8221111 and tell them who did it. That seems to be the crime-fighting policy in New Orleans, and your but your job is to is to actually be bones, right? Oh, um, yes. I I think I'm a little more human than she is. Well, she, that's <laughs> the, that character is odd, of course. Yeah, you, she's a little but weird. But you're the person who's supposed to go into a crime scene and say, "Okay, this is how it went down, and I can see what happened here." I yes. No, I don't. I'm just as an ideological point, um, I don't. I don't feel that you can do crime scene reconstruction, which is what they're doing on those shows, as an individual person. I really feel you have to have a team behind you. But, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, but, uh, but yes, you know, myself so or myself and my colleagues would go in and try and, and um, determine what happened, how it happened, who made it happen. So what is gun, that's what I was gonna ask, what is gunshot residue? That's really interesting. Have you been talking to people? No, I just got. <laughs> have you been talking to people? <laughs> no, I, I don't even know anybody. There's a couple of questions that have come out a lot in the last month, and one of them is gunshot residue. And the who, other one is bloodstain typing. And I'm getting a lot of calls about this stuff, so it's very who's, interesting. Who's calling you? A variety. I mean, both um, uh, other uh, colleagues in the field who want to talk about various cases they have, um, attorneys on both sides of various cases. Right. So, Wait, yeah. Just one second. You'd like another Cesarec? Alex is here. Um, no, but I would like another glass of water, please. Okay. Thank I you. You want a drink? Serumitis? Truth? Fine. Anything? I'm no. Good. We're all good. Okay. We're good to go. So are they calling you from uh, your colleagues about other cases they've got? We, it's, it's, it's very useful to both be able to, to call colleagues and have colleagues call me and we'll, we'll compare notes. Our big conference is coming up in February and we, uh, we all sit around a table very much like this one with drinks very much like these and really? talk about what's going on in the field. What's, your, so. what's, your, uh, what's the acronym for your group? What's the acronym for your group? Um, AFS. It's AAFS, the American Academy of Forensic Sciences. Hmm. Sciences or scientists? Not terribly catchy. No, sorry. All right. well, the other one is the IAI. Is that so any better? Mm. No. <laughs> so you're used to testifying in court commonly, right? Yes, regularly. Do. So perhaps you'd like to answer the question. Oh. <clears throat> what is gunshot residue? Oh, yes, sir. Um, well, gunshot Your residue. Honor. Your, Your Honor. Um, 
I, well, generally yeah. I speak to the jury, but I can speak to your oh, honor. Do you, you really? Know. Yeah. Ah, you do. So you address the jury. So, <laughs> so I can. If you could, would you, would you like to be my jury? Sure. Why, sure. Thanks, guys. Okay. So. I, pl please don't take any notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't let them take notes, do That's they? Apparently, you can't do anything. Are you serious? You know, I've never been called for jury duty. Me neither. Oh, don't say Me that. Me neither. Really? Oh my God. Uh, Truth, you go. I've been called and I went to the little uh, evaluation, but. Uh, What'd they say? They say leave. They said we can't here, handle but. the truth is what yeah, they said. <laughs> Sorry, so, not okay. a very good joke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the lawyer asks you a question and yes. you answer it by talking to the jury. Correct. You're explaining, Correct. for example, just gunshot residue, what is as gunshot you ask. residue, yes. Um, so um, when a firearm is fired, it's a controlled explosion in a contained space. And like any combustion, um, you know, when you light a campfire, not everything in the campfire burns. The same is true for an explosion. So there is partially burnt and unburnt material that then can escape that container, which is to say the gun, and deposit on surfaces nearby, um, whether it's the hand of the shooter, um, whether it's the arm of the shooter, whether it's a nearby wall, and then like any trace evidence, can be transferred from that surface to other surfaces. That material is called GSR, or gunshot residue. Your Honor. <laughs> no further questions. Gunshot, thank you, thank so you very the, much. The, mat <coughs> the material, by, by material you mean the, the stuff that's left behind? Well, it's the, it's the gunpowder, it's the explosive okay. charge and the stuff primer, little microscopic pieces of the actual bullet and the casing. So. And when you say transferred to another material, or mm -hmm. if that's what you said, how does that so GSR is a form of trace evidence, um, which means um, there's a lot of different definitions, but for our purposes, let's say particulate evidence. So you can think about it sort of like talcum powder. If I put dust, dust. <laughs> if I put baby powder in your hand and then you shake hands with someone and then that person shakes hands with someone and then that person shakes hands with someone, there is the potential for that talcum powder to be transferred between hands, or if you would wipe it on your shirt. Would it be the same shirt. with KY jelly? It would, in fact. <laughs> Just testing. Yeah, well. Okay. Yeah, I see, you thought you could trip me up. But you <laughs> <laughs> okay. One Sazerac, just one. <laughs> so what can you determine from that? So, I mean, if, so in, in the real world, so somebody shoots a gun, and mm -hmm. then the residue, the gunshot residue, GSR, goes mm -hmm. on the wall. It can. It or, can deposit on whatever. it's going to go on my sleeve. Well, and... and so this, this becomes sort of an issue, actually. But if you, so if I, as a scientist, find um, gunshot residue, say, on Sarah Meadows's hand, on a sample taken from Sarah Meadows's hand, then that implies that either Sarah Meadows fired a gun or she was in close proximity to a gun when it was fired or, Quite a she, big difference. Ah, or she handled a surface that had been contaminated with a gunshot residue. Hand, well, you'd handshake, have, handshake, handshake. Correct. Well, you'd have to then be able to hands. test a good people like, right after the crime, right? <laughs> I is, didn't do it. it. I just I mean, shook the shooter's hand, Your Honor. Well, and you, you get a lot. Ask my scientist. In, in this town, too, because if you, there are different types of analysis you can do, and some of them are more conclusive than others. So you do get into, well, what are the false positives for that? And that's a lot of what we teach at Loyola, actually, is trying to... Um, teach the chemistry students not just to think like chemists, but also in addition to that very scientific mindset to add the forensic mindset, which is to think about um, how significant is this finding? You know, okay, I found lead on your hand, so it must be from a bullet. Well, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. How significant is it that we found lead? 
And that's what makes us a little bit different from other scientists. People are going to jail as a basis, on the basis of this evidence. Um, I of would the interpretation of the evidence, I should say. I would say that uh, evidence of the presence of gunshot residue has been used in jury trials where the defendant has been found guilty. So I was yeah. right in other words. <laughs> she says that. Right. I'm like, how do I learn how to talk like right. that? So <laughs> Lots of courtroom experience. <laughs> so, so you're saying that I'm right. You're, you're, you can give this evidence to a jury and then they can decide what to make of it, whether, whether, whether Sarah Meadows actually shot someone or just happened to be standing next to somebody who shot well, someone. Well, exactly. And or shook the hand of someone who shot someone. And that's one of the things that I think, you know, the... the the media does us a real disservice on is that they like to portray us as you know the, the scientists are running around determining who's innocent and who's guilty and that's not what we do. You're we find them the data. evidence, right? And so we provide jury, that data to the jury. So a jury. So suppose that you're talking about Sarah Meadows is is being accused of this, or Truth Universal is being accused of this. The, so the jury is looking at at a young black man or a young white woman, and they're going to make a decision based on on. To what they think, what they're bringing to this case. And what kind of job the prosecution has done and what kind of job the defense has done with the evidence that, that's been provided. So it's, it's complicated. <laughs> uh, it. But there are people who, because in New Orleans they're a young black male rather than a good-looking young white woman, are going to jail on your evidence. Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I don't know that I would go that far. I think that implies a level of responsibility that isn't entirely fair. Um, but I would say that, you know, it's, it's been my pleasure to work with organizations like Innocence Project New Orleans there and... Um, are they busting people out of jail who are wrongly ha they're, already they're convicted? Doing it's a bit late at that point. Uh, well, I just did a, a continuing legal education class for the Louisiana Association of Criminal Defense Lawyers. And this is the kind of... It's, it's actually, it's a real failing is that our forensic scientists don't get a lot of legal training and our lawyers get basically no <laughs> forensic science training. And so they don't know what questions to ask. And it's been really gratifying for me, actually, on, on both sides of the bar, to be able to sit down with the attorneys and, and talk about it. Because you will find, you'll find prosecutors who say, well, the color test for GSR was posi positive, so it must, this person must be guilty. And you've got to sit down and say, do you understand what the limitations of that are? It's, yes, it's an argument. It's not the only argument. And the same on the defense bar. Do you know, do you know what to ask? Do you know to say, well, this just tests for nitrates? You know, it's, it's a well-educated criminal justice system works properly. Well, you're sitting there. <laughs> do you, you're sitting there every day watching this. Is is the system working? Not as well as it could be, in my opinion. But but in other, I mean, I guess in, then I always ask. Okay, well, what about in other cities? Is our <coughs> system working as well as it could be? Period. Or how are we doing relative to other cities with similar levels of resources? I can only give you my, my personal right, feelings right. on that, not my professional right, feelings. Right. Okay. Um, because, because of the fact, as a, as a forensic scientist, it, that I'm very closeted mm -hmm. from the process. Um, again, the television likes to show us involved, and we're very rarely involved in the investigation. We almost never get told if something goes to trial. If I testify, I almost never find out whether the person was found guilty or not. We're, we're very closeted. Um, that said, I feel that there is significant room for improvement in our system on every front on every front. I thought Sarah Meadow's question was excellent, though. Are we doing better than other cities? Because we well, get no, the impression that we're, we're dysfunctional and the whole justice system is screwed up completely here. I think there are a lot of cities that are, are a real mess, but I think we're, <laughs> I think we're pretty competitive on the real mess front. <laughs> uh, it, we could be doing better. We could be, we could be funding things better. We, we could be... Okay, well, uh, other than funding things, which is a good point, what should we do? Um, community involvement for all that, you know, we like to roll our eyes about call crime stoppers, but, but community that, involvement I mean, is huge. 
Yeah, but that's not going to, I mean, really, is that really going to happen? I, well, suddenly people are going to suddenly call up and say he did it? I think it, I don't think it? people are going to be willing to call up and talk about what's going on in their neighborhood unless they feel like they're going to, that, that they have some sort of security and safety. And right. I don't feel like our criminal justice system currently provides witnesses with a feeling that they're going to be safe. Uh, well, how could, I mean, then again, like and how, then how do how you do they? that? Right. There's, there's only, we, we cannot relocate right. every person. And quite honestly, why should they have to relocate? But I exactly. do think. Exactly, it's ridiculous because the system doesn't work like that. If it worked like that, if two things happened, if everyone just told the truth about <laughs> each other, then we wouldn't have a problem. If everyone told or the truth told about themselves. Truth everything. Yes, everyone <laughs> just told the truth. If the people went to court and actually put their hand on the Bible and when it says, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, and they say yes, mm. and then they ask the guy, did you do it? That would be the end of the problem. The guy could say yes or no and tell the truth and then we wouldn't have to have a justice system, right? Right. So but now you need a philosopher like and I'm not one. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. Like. Let's get back to philosophy. Truth, what do you say? We can get back to some Let's music. do one. Let's do a song. Come on. What are we listening Let's to? Let's do that. Uh, what are we listening to? Uh, number one, Resistance Recital then. This is from... Uh, Resistance Recital. The Self-Determination Project. Yes. So... Are we waiting for Sarah Meadows? No? Let's go? Yeah. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Rebel. Resist. Yeah. This is rebel music, free to land music, the party political, you can still dance. Look, still motivated by the racism and self-hatred, but hope these flows add some O's to my bank statement. Black Frank Davis, this is actually my calling, like 86 Dickies and Stance, but naturally New Orleans. Trini born, bring the storm, leave them yes yelling. Rock and cess, don't crash till the next morning. For black folks, it shows, I hope the site just won. If they white and young, I still don't bite my tongue. On the topic, I've had Cabral revelation, revolution built on that culture preservation keep it black where the passion is at i do this for my ancestors who caught lashes from straps don't mean retro when we say take it back finna drop it in your hood like cia did crack mc professional and so i'm never short of words hustle y'all like i just scored a quarter bird all rights deserved you get served some other doping i got skills leave way more than nostrils open with self-determination nmc collide hip-hop family and nine to five on the side so the vibe to have my main job reflect my yearning and it's self-determined every time i collect these earnings independent rap maturation what you face and hold the mic tight like the grip of a master mason revolutionary suicidal lie to the pigs with my hand on a stack of bibles resistance recital yeah resistance recital grab the mic to help you yeah identify the and see right true eh look now these damn savage Gun-toting wimps, got a brother riding dirty like Bun being pimp. 40 cal in the console, no permit to conceal. Liberating MC, flipping scripts for the meals. Decide to ride with gorillas and commit to a deal. The best vehicle for me to spit you the real. But let me elucidate. I got loot to make, book buku dates, and hip-hop recuperate. All that material shit, it don't infatuate. 
Love, F strippers and videos sliding down a pole while political prisoners get denied parole. Justice for the poor who spend time on these bids. Absent like libraries from MTV cribs. Not saluting freedom fighters, then I'd be remiss. Taught me valuable principles. Speaking of which, the mantra of my movement is to get peace. Resist to the beast. Raise a fist till I cease to exist. Now you peeping this. Hope you closely listening while I speak upon the sacred discipline. Someone from the likes of Congo and Ghana. Inspired by the writings of Makari Katwana. It's been exploited, gotten stolen, also gotten love like every other art form. Welcome to the Cotton Club. Yeah. Resistance recital. Resistance recitals. Gafemiel. <laughs> Grab the mic too. Help you. Yeah. Wow. Nice. That was another great one. So how, how much longer did that go on for that you did? That was it. That was, that was the end of that yeah, one. Yeah. Okay. So you got the black Frank Davis in there, I see. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's good. Naturally People are not New listening Orleans. to us. You naturally New Orleans. Frank Davis is a guy on WWL TV here who um, mm-hmm. he does he likes what is this a thing about fishing? Fishing, cooking. Yeah. <laughs> naturally New Orleans. Slang, yeah. naturally New Orleans <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. But uh, uh, I have to I have to say I don't know if we uh, said it, I don't think we did, but I'm I'm originally from Trinidad and Tobago. Oh. Uh, I'm born in Trinidad and uh, I was raised here. Been here since I was four years old. Do you think that influences the music? Definitely. I think I think uh, I think my view on music and culture is is pretty unique, and I'm, I'm I, I couldn't think of another place to live outside of Trinidad where I could like be exposed to culture in this way, you know, and, and have this cultural appreciation and know about like my place in the culture and and, and like uh, my my place ancestrally in the culture is just a beautiful thing. So it definitely has a, it has a uh, influence on the music the content and and sometimes sonically. What's are you, oh, sorry, go on. Are, are you still in touch with people in Trinidad, in Trinidad and Tobago? Actually, the majority of my family is in Trinidad and Tobago. Can uh, we go back and stay there, like over Mardi Gras? Eh? Can, we say, can we? Yeah, could we go back? <laughs> 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 oh, like, can I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I know you sure. can, but could you take us back there? Because that, that sounds like an awesome Mardi Gras. At some, if, we, if we get that funded. We could we could do it. How much do we need? For we that? need a grant. Uh, yeah, yeah, we need a grant. Get Sarah Meadows to apply for that. <laughs> it's like so uh, eight 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 hundred ahead. And it's eight hundred bucks, and we got a place to stay in Trinidad. Oh uh, yeah, we, we, could, we could work that out. We could work out the place to stay. Yeah, awesome. I know on, I know some on, folks. Yeah. I know folks. So you have the, your whole family's there. What made your folks move here? Uh, opportunity. Um, to do what? Like I said, the majority of my family is there. I have some family here right. in New York, D.C. The opportunity in terms of leaving, yeah. uh, uh, you know, a small country for, you know, the promise of, you know, the kind of the American dream. Where so, the streets are paved with gold. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, my father worked on a cruise liner. He's a chef on a cruise liner and he docked here. He had some friends here that had, you know, started working in some hotels and, and lived here and did he get a job as a chef? Yeah, yeah. He started working at what the Marriott or something, and you know, shortly thereafter, you know, he brought us over. Do you like to cook as well? Oh uh, yeah, I do. I do a little something. Yeah. So you're creative <laughs> in many ways. I try to be. Yes. How do uh, you make this music? Where does the music come from? Uh, most of my music is sample based. Uh, so I'm like really big on like uh, record collecting. You know, finding old records, sampling. Or if, I, if usually I, I try to focus on being. The MC, I try to focus on writing and try to not do so much production. So the, usually the people who I deal with are like these record junkies. Like they go to these record swaps. They go different states, cities out of the country to collect records, like these rare records, and they take and, and sample the records. It's a, it's a, it's a, 
you know, people say what they want about sampling, you know, it, it's stealing, it's theft or whatever, but it's, you know, there's a creative way to do it. And mm -hmm. there's also, it's also paying homage to those who, who, who did music before. Yeah, your us. stuff sounds so much more sophisticated and musical Thank you. than a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, you know, it depends. There's a lot of people doing what I do. Like, like I said, like that guy right there, S1, Symbolic One, who produced that song. Um, What's his name? Symbolic One. Symbolic S1. One and Truth Universal in the same room. In the same room, yep. That's, and that song. That's pretty heavy. <laughs> and, 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 you know, he, uh, he produced that. And he, you know, he produces for us, you know, other folks that do similar music, you know. So there's a lot of it out there. It's, it's a matter he, of so when you say produce, what does that mean? Does he, does he put all that? Puts stuff the music together? together. Okay. The music together. He puts the. the, the well, how did you meet him? How did I meet? That's one. Uh, kind of like through mutual friends and just doing hip hop while I was in uh, Houston, and he's from Dallas, and he actually he was he's he's with he has a group called the Strange Fruit Strange Fruit Project, you know, like the Billie Holiday song. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and they're based in, in Dallas and they just made this phenomenal music. So I just kind of reached out to him, like, you know, via internet. And we already had like a lot of mutuals and people uh, we were working with together and whatnot. So we just, after Katrina, actually, he, just, he was just sending me beats. And that, this is like one of the, that's one of the tracks. So he writes I wrote this, right after he Katrina, puts the music down. First. He yeah. puts the music down. He's a musician. He, where did you go for Katrina? You went to Houston? Went to Houston for uh, a few months, and then we came back. Right. Yeah. Truth, I have a question. Yes. When you write your your lyrics, mm -hmm. um, do you ever go, mm, I don't know if that sounds right. I'm going to go ask my wife what she thinks. Mm, probably never. Or do you <laughs> ask people? Do you, are, I don't know how old your your children, child is My, our I have one daughter, she's seven. Got another one on okay. the way, but yeah, well, do you ask teenagers like or people right. who have their finger on the pulse of the hip hop culture? I mean, how do you make sure that you're not writing something that sounds cuckoo or is not like of the moment? I'm just that overly confident that no. Nah, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, how do I do that? I mean, you mean how do you not sound corny or out of right, no, 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 right. no? How like, do you make like it seems like every once in a while you want to test yourself to make sure like. Need is it just that I think this is really good stuff? Or, or how, just, does, how does anybody we, do okay, this? When, when we yeah. all do this, this is something me, uh, my friends and I do, uh, my rap friends, which are actually some of my real friends too. When we, when we complete projects, yeah. uh, be it songs or full projects, we, we like send it out to like, you know, a close uh, mm -hmm. group of folks and like, you know, ask for feedback. D are they honest? Uh, a lot of times. Some of them are. <laughs> Some of them are, you know, some of them are, you feel like, man, keep doing it. I love it. You know? Have they ever told you, like, man, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't any good? Yeah, I have, I have, a, I have a friend. I always, I always send stuff to him. I might not like what he says, but I know he's being honest, uh -huh. and he knows hip-hop, so I, I want to hear what he says. I might not. It, it doesn't mean a lot all the right. time, because if I know it's good <laughs> in my head, you know, but uh, sometimes I, I might scrutinize stuff a little more based on, you mm -hmm. know, feedback I get from Folks and oh, this one particular yeah. guy, my, my, he used to be uh, like my DJ, DJ Ambush, um, and yeah, he'll tell me this is not good. <laughs> you know, this is not you, no, you could do better than this. Like you know, he'll tell me what's it's constructive. It's yeah, a yeah, good yeah, yeah. Start, so you get right? specific constructive yeah. feedback. I, I, yeah. I, I would only really take people's opinion who are constructive with their criticism, yeah, of course. With their critique. I don't like like one-sided stuff. It's just like if it's somebody it's telling you it's good, it's great. Right, you know, it's not, not useful. Tell I mean, me it's some fine, more about it. Yeah, yeah. If it's, 
I like I tell when somebody asks asks me, I'm like, yeah, it's good overall, but like right here, this 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 totally. pronunciation is like not good. Yeah. I could deal with it. I'm, I still love it, but uh, you could do that better if you know if you want to, you know. Stuff and like y'all that. know that that line about writers, right? That every writer must simultaneously I forget who said it. Every writer must simultaneously belie- simultaneously believe that what they are doing is the best piece of writing ever written and the worst thing they've ever done <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> well put. Truth, before we get out of here, do you play uh, live much? Can we go see you? Um, yeah, I lay low sometimes, but like at the start of the year, like now, I'm, I'm out more, doing more stuff. Got a project coming out in March or April, but we're, we're shooting for March called Invent the Future. So uh, I'm out more now. So, so we can find you? On your website? How do we find out where you're going to be? I need to start updating that website. Yeah, because <laughs> how are we supposed to know? Yeah, you know, Facebook. Facebook, uh, Truth Universal on Facebook, Truth Universal on Twitter. Let's do it. All right, Let's do it. Like the page and uh, even come to your page with my government name and friends. How about that? Thanks. We've got a link to your stuff on our site. Cool, appreciate that. Are you going to update it then? Yeah, I'm going to. I will update it. Uh, Excellent. You know, the the thing about it is, like, I'm a programmer, so I'm doing the back end stuff, and I want to do all this new stuff, and I don't want to do anything else that I do this new stuff. Perfectionist stuff syndrome. <laughs> just isn't getting done. But I'm there. I'm almost there. I'm, I've been working on it. So, yeah, I mean, the next thing I'm doing is uh, next Saturday the 14th uh, at First Grace First Grace United Methodist Church on uh, Canal Street, 3401 Canal, with the Stand Organization. They're an organization that work, they work in the community. They've worked with uh, uh, homeless people. Um, they've, they've done, um, uh, I don't, I'm trying to say, I want to say job rights, but you know, working with folks to uh, have, you know. Uh, I know what you mean. You know, you know yeah, what I mean, yeah. right? Equal oper- Well, not, I don't. I know what you mean. Yeah, employment. You know, employment, <laughs> employment opportunities, rights, and, and, and things of that nature. You, you can tell I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not part of this It sounds like you really know what's coming on down there with this <laughs> I, I do. No, you don't. I just can't articulate it properly. Okay, which is, well, we'll funny. check it out on that site. So, so yeah, that's on the 14th. Okay, truthful. Thanks. We're, we're looking for that updated site. Well, can I say one more thing? Uh, yes. Every month, every yeah. first Saturday of the month, we yes. do a, a hip-hop showcase called Grassroots at the Dragon's Den. And in February, yes, February the 7th is going to be the 10-year anniversary because oh, we started wow. it in 2002. So okay. I, that'll be on the site, too. I okay. Very good. Awesome. We'll come check that out. Guys, thank you so much. Thanks, Grant. For being my guests have been Truth Universals, Sarah Meadows Tolleson, and Anna S. Dargo. You can find out more about them by checking our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Melinda Hawes. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Our music director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and link to the real world is Cliff Brigden. Our theme song was written and is currently being played by the fabulous Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel, 3811 St. Charles Avenue in beautiful uptown New Orleans. It's a great place to come and stay and a great place to go and have a drink if you're already here. And if you're coming here and you don't know what to do, check out our friends at neworleans.com. You can also check out our other Happy Hours shows and other shows on itsneworleans.com, including Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, which is recorded live at Commander's Palace and coming soon, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman on piano, I'm Grant Morris. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. Happy Hour.